Well, while you were enjoying your weekend, war broke out in the Middle East. We're going to talk about that. Also, are you part of a $100 billion a year industry? You bet you are. What is it? And what happened to Corel? There's a question. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast and happy Monday. We are in front of the big map today, the giant map here in my studio, uh, because there's a world events going on and I wanted to show it to you and show you where things are happening. I think that's always useful. Also coming up, we're going to talk about a hundred billion dollar a year industry and why it exists and what you, know, what you do as part of it. Uh, and what happened to Corel? A question that was asked to me over the weekend, a very personal segment at the end of the show. But let's start uh, with what's going on in the Middle East. Now, right here, this little itty bitty, teeny tiny little strip of land, better known as Israel, uh, a state of war has been declared. And today, Monday, Benjamin Netanyahu is meeting with the Knesset, and that's their Congress, and they're going to declare actual war against Hamas because over the weekend, Hamas. Uh, incurred into Israel and Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and other cities with rockets, killing hundreds, taking hostages, uh, and just waging basically a war, a, a campaign of terror. Uh, and Israel, of course, which has one of the best, most well-equipped fighting fleets in the world, including nuclear weapons, uh, did not like this, of course, uh, and so they are retaliating. Now, it all centers on this little stretch of land here that was created after World War II, the land wasn't created, but Israel was, uh, as a homeland for Jews who didn't have one. You know, after World War II, uh, they weren't really welcomed, like in a lot of places, Poland was, you know, they were immigrants and they, they were displaced by the war and there was no Germany for them to go back to basically and where were they gonna go? So we, the United States uh, and other countries created treaties in this region and created the state of, or country of Israel. Uh, and ever since the 40s, they have thought about it. Now, let's be clear that war in this region, given where it is, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, Sudan is here, Libya here, Jordan's right there, Syria's right up here, uh, all the, you know, Iran's right over here. Uh, given all these volatile countries uh, and the fact that Sunni, Shia, they've been fighting forever, uh, Christians have gone over and fought forever, and then you mix in the Jews, and you've just got a very unstable, volatile region based on what? Religion, basically. That's what the whole causes of the problem. And the only reason we really give a rat's ass about this region is the oil. The oil that is soaked underneath these countries. That's why we care. As for caring about Israel, uh, we care because we, sort of after World War II, became the protector of the Jews. Uh, and that's fine. Somebody had to, and I'm glad we did. Now, I might say stuff that you deem anti-Semitic in this segment, but guess what? Just because you question something or because you don't tell the party line doesn't mean you're an anti-Semite. President Jimmy Carter and I discussed Israel and Palestine and such, and he said that I had one of the best understandings of anybody he ever talked to, and he even put the interview in his movie The Man from Georgia because of my understanding of this region and my take on it. Uh, and my take is that you have two sides here. You have the Palestinians, basically, who live in Gaza, uh, who were forced out of their land, who were told, you're now going to live over here, 
Uh, and, you know, you're going to follow our rules. And you're not going to be your own country. You're not going to be your own state, as they call it. Uh, you're going to just be nothing, really. And we're going to be Israel. And you're now going to deal with us. Well, of course, they haven't since the beginning. They have not. They have been angry because this land isn't just holy to the Jews or Christians. Okay? This isn't just where the Temple on the Mount is, where you're not, you know, you're not supposed to say Adonai's name outside of that area, and since it was destroyed, you're not supposed to say his name at all. That's the name of the God that they worship, that all Christians worship, Jehovah, Adonai. He's got a few names. Uh, you're not supposed to say that uh, because the temple where he was uh, got destroyed. But the Prophet Muhammad is also from this region here. So they have thought about it over religion, and Andrew's solution, my late partner, was to just blow up all the religious sites. That was his solution, actually. He said, just blow, if, if they're fighting over real estate because it's holy, blow it up. Then what are they going to fight over? Of course, that, you know, was Andrew's solution. Maybe not a bad one these days. Uh, and they are blowing it up on their own, right? Uh, and then you have the fact that there is not a Palestinian state, which you know, Jimmy Carter advocates for, I advocate for, there needs to be a Palestinian state with rights, with boundaries, with borders. And yes, Israel will have to give up some of its land just because it expanded from the original, you know, Israel because of the population doesn't mean the, quote, occupied territories that they fight over belong to Israel. You know, you've got two sides, and each side thinks they're right. And this is where the star-bellied Sneetches from Dr. Seuss come in. Neither, neither will give way. Neither will give up one thing. Israel will not give back the occupied territory. Palestine or Palestinians will not uh, stop contending it. You know, they, they want it back. Israel doesn't want to give it back. You have two sides here that both feel they're right, and both sides have valid arguments. So when you have two sides that both feel they're right, and each side has some valid arguments, you get war. And there has been perpetual war in this region since this region was established long before Israel, with the Sunni and the Shia, Shia Sunni and Shia, and the fighting you know, and Iran being here and all these other countries, Egypt, there has been fighting in the Middle East since there was a Middle East, you know? And so this is not just unique to the Jews. This, this fighting has been going on for as long as this region exists. But Israel made the situation much worse when it was formed, when land was taken, and people were pushed out and not really given a place to go. And the place they were given to go, they didn't want. Very much like our Native Americans here. When we got here and then basically pushed them out, said, now it's our country and you're going to be happy on reservations. And they weren't. And they went to war with us. Of course, we won. It is a very similar situation. And now I, I feel we should give the Native Americans back much of America. We, here, have Montana. Uh, we're not using it. You know, here, have Wyoming. I mean, really, they, they should be a part more of the United States. But here, we need a two-state solution. We have got to have a two-state solution. Walls down the middle of cities, that doesn't say peace. That doesn't say welcoming. That doesn't say we want to work with you. These two sides have been enemies for so long that if you ask some of the young people, they won't even know why. They just know that they are. 
And so Hamas launches this horrific attack that kills horrifyingly innocent people. And what happens? Israel launches a counterattack that kills innocent people. And a lot of innocent people are going to end up dying over the next week. They already have over the weekend as this war plays out. And it's going to cost us money. We're going to participate. We're going to let them use weapons. We're going to give money. It's going to cost us money. Their people there are going to die. And in the end, there will still be no peace. And there will never be peace until the two sides can sit down at a table, each of them making concessions, but each of them giving, you know, giving stuff up and, and wanting peace. No one wants peace in this region. It's not good for the, I mean, peace isn't good for a wartime economy. If they wanted peace in this region, there'd be two states. There'd be Israel and Palestine. There's not. And that's why this is going to keep happening. Why over and over again, this little itty bitty teeny tiny stretch of land right here is going to be the focus of the world. Why? Because we have two sides who will never agree. They will never agree because they both have valid claims. The Palestinians have a valid claim. This was our land. Why are you calling it occupied territory? Why are you saying we're incurring into your land when it was our land? And the, and the Israelis have a valid claim. Well, this country was created by treaty. Many countries are, you know, and when it was created, uh, you know, you agreed to this, this, and this, and now you don't want to. Both sides are going to have to want peace and are going to have to see things they don't want to do. And they're not going to do it. That's why there's going to be perpetual Join Carell in Long Beach, California, October 21st, as he is placed on the rainbow wall in the Equality Plaza in the Harvey Milk Promenade Park, 185 East 3rd Street, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's October 21st, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in Long Beach at Harvey Milk Promenade Park as Carell and Andrew are recognized for their contributions to the LGBTQ community. Come out and support Carell as he is honored as part of Carell and Andrew at this special event. in my bathroom. And if you're like me, you spend a lot of your morning or evening or both uh, in the bathroom and often in front of the mirror. And the question is, do you like what you see? Or would you like to improve it? Would you like there to be something better? Now, aging is something that we cannot stop. And yet in this country, well, in the world nowadays, we go through a lot of effort to try to not look old. Uh, of course, the uh, how do I say this? The, the top end of that spectrum would be people like Madonna uh, or Cher uh, and people who have the you know, extensive cosmetic surgeries and skin bleachings. Even Streisand uh, has done a bunch of procedures to not look old, to not look like you feel. Uh, in other words, you feel young, you want to look young. You don't want to look old uh, if you feel young on the inside. And so we go through a lot. Uh, I myself would have this tightened up uh, and I would have my brow lifted if I were to have surgery uh, and take away these little wrinkles here. But we spend a lot of money on products 
uh, to actually make ourselves look better. I have the data here. It's kind of astounding uh, when I looked up the numbers. Revenue for the beauty care industry, uh, the, you know, and that, that means the beauty industry. How much do we spend on trying to be gorgeous? Over $100 billion a year. With the average person spending about $100 to $150 a month on the beauty industry, and of that, uh, every year, we spend about $65 a month uh, per capita, or $250 for every American citizen, by the way. The beauty industry averages out to about $250 a year for every American, all 327 million, whether you're using it or not. 250 plus dollars per year because it's over a hundred billion dollars that's a lot of money we can't even comprehend comprehend how much money a hundred billion dollars is uh but it's a lot of money uh and why what you know because we don't want to look old now you know we all have our skincare routines we wash our face we you know shower we use either shower gel or bar soap we try not to use too hot of water to dry out the skin uh, you know, and we, we might have prescription creams. I have azelaic acid or azelaic acid for the rosacea on my nose so it doesn't get too red. Uh, and the azelaic acid is also good for other things. They have creams to try to fade your spots. Uh, the azelaic acid actually is a cream to try to fade your spots. Uh, and most of us use something like, you know, this, uh, advanced repair therapy, uh, uh, you know, body lotion or some kind of lotion on our face, uh, Nivea or Noxzema to clean it. But most of us at least use a moisturizer. I use a moisturizer. You should use a moisturizer. It's very, very important. Now, I don't go all out on moisturizers. Uh, I just basically a couple times a day use a lotion like this uh, on my face and my arms uh, and, you know, to try to not look all leathered up and, and dried out. I mean, I don't want my skin to to look 60 years old. Um, however, I will tell you this, there's a lot of higher end creams and they're like, oh, we've got this ingredient or that ingredient and we're going to, it's gonna just make you look years, years younger. And my friend Dan Zamora, when we were at the Cosmopolitan, he bought this from one of the high end agencies there and it's called Trefore, T-R-U-F-F-O-R-E. Uh, Kevin Alcon, the uh, old makeup artist who passed away, uh, you know, allegedly swore by this and, and Hollywood allegedly swears by this, this trefore. This tube inside, this tube right here, uh, this cost him $200 for this tube. And the guy's selling point was, well, you know, it's good for a whole year. So that's, now allegedly, it miraculously gets rid of your wrinkles, like just instantly and you look years younger. And so I thought, while we talk about the beauty industry and how much money we spend, $100 billion a year, that we would uh, use some on my face and see during the show if I magically look, you know, younger. <laughs> so we're putting it where it says to put it. It says to put it right around where your wrinkles are. And just a little, it says, because of truffles and other concoctions that they've put in it. Oh, well, what's that on my face? A blackhead or something? I'm always worried. You know, nowadays for me, it's just about cancer. It's like, you know, is there any cancer on my face? Because I had cancer on my face right there. 
Uh, and this blackhead right here is bothering me. Oh, can I get it off? I can't. Oh, gonna have to go see the dermatologist about that. I see the dermatologist like five times a year. I really do. Do you? How often do you see the dermatologist? So I'm pumping this in. Oh my God, look. It kind of is getting rid of some of the wrinkles. Pumping this into my wrinkles and under my eyes. And allegedly, when this dries, it will help dry up some of my wrinkles. Let's hope it does for $200 a tube. Now, most of us are not going to go buy $200 a tube um, cream. And I wouldn't be using this except Dan gave it to me. Because uh, he said it only lasts like half a day. That you use it. When it dries, it does help. I do feel them tightening up a little. You can see them tightening up a little here. So I do see it. You know, as I told the guy when he was selling this to Daniel, Preparation H will do the same thing. And I mean that. Preparation H will take away puffiness uh, and take away things under the eyes. Do I have a blackhead over here too? Am I just getting blackheads now in my old age? Uh, who knows? Uh, so let's see if I'm going to look miraculously younger. I, I, so far, do I, look, do I look miraculously younger so far to you? Am I, am, I looking, am I looking miraculously younger? I don't know if I'm looking miraculously younger, but... But they are tightening up. So what about you? What is your beauty regime? What do you do? Whether you're a man or a woman, do you just moisturize? Do you have a line of products that you like? Uh, you know, would you try something like this $200 a tube truffle cream and all these other weird ingredients here that it just says on the back it's supposed to just be miraculous for you? Use the Black Truffle Instant Repair Syringe to achieve a relaxed and youthful look. It's infused with black truffle and acetylhexapeptides. So it's got hexapeptides and mushrooms found by a pig. Uh, how that's going to tighten up my face. Is it? Am I looking just years younger? Am I, do I suddenly look 30, everybody? Uh, so what is your beauty regime? What do you use? Uh, you know, how, how often do you use something like this? Uh, and put the comments down below. I'd love to hear from you. How often do you moisturize? How much money a month in today's economy do you spend on beauty products? Uh, be it just lotion or creams. These are, this has gone up to like $10 a bottle, $8 a bottle. So be it creams or expensive creams. Do you have one that you really like? Do you have one that works? Or are you just not that vain? Are you someone who's like, you know what? I wash my face with soap and water. I put a little moisturizer on and that's it. I'm out the door. I have all kinds of uh, concealers and moisturizers and foundations for stage for when I go out on stage or when I'm on film. Uh, but in terms of day-to-day -day use, for instance, I, don't, I wouldn't use this day-to-day. -day. Uh, if I'm going to a special event or something, you know, it seems to be softening them a little. It, it's, you know, I mean, do I look miraculously younger? That's up to you to decide. Do I look miraculously younger? So let's go over those numbers again, just so you remember. $65 a month the average American spends on face creams. $115 a month on health and beauty altogether, or basically $252 per American for beauty products. It is a hundred plus billion dollar a year industry in the United States. A hundred plus. You know, that brings me to colognes. How many of you wear colognes? This is my Jean-Paul Gaultier cologne. 
which I love and adore. Uh, look at the bottle. Isn't it fabulous? Little bottle comes out. Little torso of a man, even a little package here. Love this. Love the smell of it. I bought this one. A hundred dollars on sale down to like 70. And then, of course, Cher has her own cologne. Uh, unisex. I have that. Steve gave it to me. My friend Heath gave me a bunch of colognes, including this Marc Jacobs, which I really like. He couldn't wear it. Uh, and then I, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have seven colognes. Do you even wear them anymore? Cologne, perfume, or is it recherche? Or because of people's allergies now, you're not supposed to wear a scent out in public. Do you wear a cologne? Is that part of your beauty regime? All right, I am Corel DV. You want to be? We'll be right back. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. Hey, what are you doing October 21st? Why not join Carell in Long Beach, California as he is placed on the rainbow wall in the Equality Plaza in the Harvey Milk Promenade Park, 185 East 3rd Street, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's October 21st, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in Long Beach at Harvey Milk Promenade Park as Carell and his late partner Andrew are recognized for their contributions to the LGBTQ community. Come out and support Carell as he is honored as part of Carell and Andrew at this special event. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Now, this may be a, a very personal topic, or this might be a topic that you can completely relate to. In my 30-plus years of talk radio, wow, uh, I have found that the most personal topics are often ones that you uh, relate to the most. Uh, and so I'm going to take a moment here and do a personal topic that maybe you can relate to. Maybe you can't. Maybe, you know, maybe you can't. So, what happened? What happened to Carell? That, that's a question that I've not only been asking myself, but I've been asked by a close friend uh, who told me last night that I have changed over the last two years and not for the better. Uh, that the show has changed and not for the better. Uh, and become angrier and, uh, what did he say, like an old woman or something like that? Uh, and I have to tell you, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. In so much as I found myself talking to a neighbor the other day, and I stopped myself and said, oh my God, I sound so old. And I'm not, I'm 60. I'm not that old about the notion of staying out till midnight. I was like, I don't stay out till midnight. I don't, you know. And I know a lot of you over 50 don't stay out till midnight, but I used to. Uh, and so... We have to balance change that comes with age, that is just natural, I'll be 61 this year, versus growing into our parents. Uh, and I have pretty much grown into my mother, who was a fabulously funny, wonderful woman, but very negative. She was incredibly humorous, incredibly funny, a great, a great you know, person at a party, but in real life, she was very negative. And that's because life had beaten her down. She was poor our whole lives. We were basically poor. Uh, and she was handicapped. And so, you know, life was always handing her medical challenges. 
And then her husband was handicapped and life was always handing him medical challenges. So she became, and she had to navigate ridiculous systems to get assistance for her, for me, uh, you know, for her, for her husband, for herself. Uh, and so life was not easy for my mom. And it manifested as, if you said it was a sunny day today, she was one of the people that say, yeah, but it's probably gonna rain tomorrow. Uh, instead of, you know, enjoying the sunny day, she had already jumped ahead to the bad day that was coming. And I think life has been remarkably kind to me in terms of experiences, friendships, people that I've got to encounter in my life, people like you. Uh, life has been incredibly kind, but it's also been incredibly horrible. Uh, discriminated against my whole life for something I couldn't change for being gay. To this day, they still, right now online, they're still making fun of my list. Right now, 2023, I have more than 100 comments on one of my videos about my list. Okay, that's hurtful. Uh, and so I was asked, what happened? You used to be so fun. And my answer was, well, the last couple of years haven't been very fun. There's been a pandemic. There's been political upheaval. Donald Trump, you know, has overtaken, uh, you know, our society and, you know, all of that. I listed all the reasons the last few years haven't been that fun. And the person then said to me, but how did that personally affect you? And I thought, well, it personally affects all of us. But I think what he meant was Donald Trump isn't living with me. You know, I, it's like I'm not Melania. You know, I'm not stuck at Mar-a-Lago with him. Uh, and I used to be funny on air. I used to make you think and make you laugh. And yes, make you cry and all of that. But just in a different tone. The tone has gone very angry. And the tone of my show always comes from the tone of my life. And so I thought to myself, what are you angry at? Why have, why have you changed into this person who doesn't have a lot of fun? You live in the fun capital of the world and you have a million reasons why you don't go have the fun, but you don't go have it. Uh, I was at Gay Pride this weekend here in Las Vegas and I realized there are gay people here, obviously. You know, there is a community and it's like, how do I find them? Why am I so removed from it? Uh, even with my singles, you know, why didn't I go out in the clubs and promote them? So you might be asking yourself, how did you get to be who you are and, and what do you do about it? Um, that's not a simple fix. And I think it's a question that we're going to go through here on the show together. Uh, but just know that I want to change. And I don't want to say change back because you never want to move backwards. But I, I want to make changes in my life and inspire you to make changes in yours that are gonna make us better and happier, you know, and, and make us able to navigate what's going on uh, without, you know, being so angry. Um, a lot of times I vent your anger on the show. A topic will be in the news and it will make you angry and then you'll tune in and hear how angry I am about it and you'll like that. But you know what? You can't have all of that. That can't, you know, that can't be all there is. So I'm going to try to find out why I changed. Las Vegas is one of the reasons. Summers are brutal. 
I will go a week where the only people I see are the people at the park, which is why I talk about them a lot. That, literally, that's the only people I see. I see people in the morning, you know, Heath and Mochi's mom and, and you know, even the conservatives with the big dogs who told me to vote for Trump on Friday. And I thought, and I told them, I said, I would rather leave the country. Um, and that's the other thing. Part of my anger stems from my inability to do the things I want to do. And I think a lot of you are getting frustrated about that too. I really want to leave the country. Now, I've never really lived outside of the country and I, maybe I would hate it, but I want to give it a try because I, I'm tired of being mad at America. And America is not going to do much to make me not mad at it. And if you pay attention, if you are involved, if you are, you know, in the know, then all it does is piss you off. This Kevin McCarthy stuff, they're not doing the people's work. They're going to spend weeks not doing our work. And there's so much work that needs to be done in the world. And they're not going to be doing it. And so how can I let that not anger me? I need to move where our government is actually doing something. You know, I need to feel a part. I need to be active again. I think not having an actual job in radio uh, or television or whatever, I think that's really weighing on me now. I miss the studio confines and the, the, the family that comes with one of those jobs. You know, producers and bosses and all of that. I miss that family. And, you know, there's been a lot of death in my life. Premature death. And that has put fear in me about Ember, who is still going through some stuff and, and we'll know more next week. But, but it, it makes that stuff worse. You know, it, it makes Ember or it makes other things worse when you're already coming from a place of things are crappy. I know I'm blessed to have a home, right? You'll hear her horse bark if she barks. I know I'm blessed to have a home. I know I'm blessed to be able to afford groceries as expensive as they are uh, and to get a Hungry Root delivery every other week. I know that I'm blessed, but I don't live like I'm blessed because when she's got her voice like that, it drives me crazy. Um, but I, I don't live like I'm blessed. And so my, my vow to you is I'm going to start working on it, both on the show and in my personal life, and I'm going to share what I'm doing with you to make the changes to get back to being happier, more fun, more productive, have the show be bigger, go places, travel again, go interview people over on the strip, go interview entertainers that are coming, have more fun, get back to having more fun. So that's my pledge to you. Uh, and we'll be going through it here on the show. And if you're going through, I'm just glad she has a voice of some kind. If you're going through something in your life and you're kind of wondering what happened to me, I think we all need to look in our minds about how much life in America is affecting us personally. The oppression of $5 a gallon gas and huge rents and all of that. It's overwhelmingly negative in America right now. And it's seeping in. That's why mental health is poor. And obviously mine is, if people are noticing. And so I'm going to get help, including a therapist. And I really want you to know that we're going to be making some changes on the show and in my life. 
And thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for bearing the brunt of my anger. Uh, and just know that it's not a quick fix or an overnight fix. It's not something that's going to happen right away. Uh, but it is something that I'm, co I'm, I'm now cognizant of. I'm going to work on. Because uh, I don't want to be an angry old person. That's not who I want to be. I want to be a vibrant, youthful old person. And I know I'm going to encounter bad things. As you hear, she's hoarse over there. I know I'm going to encounter bad things along the way. But I, I used to be able to encounter those, deal with them, uh, and come out of them, you know, with some sort of a palm. But I don't now. And so I'm going to make those changes. You're going to help me make those changes. We're going to make them together. If in your life you're wondering what happened, how did I become this person? Why is my life heading in this direction? Why am I unhappy? And yeah, it might mean I have to move into an area, a gay area, where I am surrounded by more LGBTQ people, whether it's Palm Springs or even Orlando. I know you're like Florida, but there's an affordable gay district there. Tacoma, Seattle, back to Long Beach. I don't know. I just know that this is obviously not working anymore for me psychologically. And so I need to make some changes. And the first is to make it work. I live in Las Vegas. I live in my own home. I have my own car. You know, I can get out. I can see people. I can create a social network. I need to do that more. I'm a social person. I used to have dinner parties. I used to have regular parties. I used to, I don't anymore. Do you? They're costly. They're, you know, people don't want to come over anymore. And people want to just communicate with devices. So life has changed. And it's changed a lot of us. And so, and it's changed me. COVID and all of that. So I'm going to try to make some changes. I hope that you will follow along. And if you need to make some changes too, you'll follow along and help me make those changes. I'll need your help to help me make them. And you'll need to indulge me. I'm going to try some things that may not work and you'll just have to indulge me here on the show. But um, let's stop asking what happened. Let's evaluate all of our lives. Let's try to push all the horror that is America to the outside. And let's start being stronger together. <laughs> I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember... I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.